Hi there, and welcome back to another week of our sermon chat with RLC. We're excited to continue the conversation from our sermon on Sunday, which was Kingdom RSVP, the Inclusive Kingdom of God. It's a good, a catchy title. I like it. It is a catchy title. Um, it was kind of a combined effort. Kelly was writing the sermon series and uh, put Kingdom Respond s'il vous plaît, and then I added... <laughs> the inclusive kingdom of God. Because yeah. the the parable of the wedding banquet is all about invitation mm. to enter into the, into God's mm-hmm, kingdom. Mm-hmm. So as we've said the whole way through, Kelly's done a fantastic job of putting a, a great sermon series yeah. together here on the parables of Jesus. Agreed. It's been a joy to preach. Yeah, those it's parables. been a great a great series, and it's been interesting to yeah. to hear where God takes the takes the parables each week. Yeah, and, and Kelly has a great one coming up. She's actually going to preach one of her, of the series. <laughs> <laughs> she gets turned to do that. I, I th- yeah, yeah. I, you know that she wrote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to um, game seven of the series. And <laughs> her bringing us home. That'd be fun. Excellent. Sorry. It's, it's playoff season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where our minds go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where this mind goes. <laughs> well, can you give us a little bit of a recap? You know, we mentioned it's sure. uh, the parable of the wedding banquet, yeah. but give us a little recap. It is not, you know, Monday, so this isn't quite as fresh in our minds. Yeah, not as <laughs> not as fresh in my mind either. Um, but still f- fresh enough, I think. Yeah. So you know, the the kingdom of God is the banquet and God Yahweh is the king mm-hmm. and he sends out his invitation actually there were there were three times that invitation was given and uh, I, I again you know it's it's metaphor mm-hmm. uh, this is what the kingdom is, is like this is you know analogous to the kingdom yeah so it's not exactly <laughs> you know uh, space for you know space yeah here, I'm getting a spam call. There. <laughs> they went away. Rejected. Yeah. <laughs> Invitation yeah. not accepted. No, no talk for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, the kingdom of God is is the uh, banquet. Yahweh is giving invitation three times. First to the people of Israel mm-hmm. through the prophets. Then in the first century through uh, the the Messiah himself. And the one who came before the Messiah, and then the the followers of the Messiah, and then the third invitation is still given then by his followers today, even us, which yeah. is kind of exciting that we are a part of the story. That is of the the parable of the banquet. Yeah, I'd never thought about it that way. It had never occurred to me. Yes, so it was cool. Yes, and uh, I had, but not with the kind of clarity that it came. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, this time, mm-hmm. which you know, I love when God does that with us in yes. these texts. You know, how many times have we preached this right. text? Uh, well, maybe not you so yeah. much, <laughs> but I'm older than you, and I've preached it a couple more times. Yeah, anyway. you have a few decades. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> a tough crowd today. Well, continue with that theme. Yes. We'll start with a tough question, actually. <laughs> okay. I'm. A, but so anyway, yeah. that that I. I I I think postulate and in front yeah. of the congregation that's I get to do this all publicly that 
the invitation then goes from the exclusive、mm. only to the the people of Israel.、Mm-hmm. God's called people、uh, with the coming of the Messiah. Then the opening of the kingdom to include Gentiles. And、yeah. simply said, Gentiles or non-Jews.、Yeah. That's what, so we mean the Jews and the Gentiles, the Jews and everybody else. So now the kingdom invitation goes out through the disciples and and disciples throughout the ages, including us, to everyone. So, yeah, let's yeah. The first question is a, a doozy. It let's, is. Let's hear. Okay,、um, let's hear. Well,、about. this person's a deep thinker, so it's not not too shocking. Okay. So here's well, their question. We're in deep thinking places <laughs> today. They say, "I noticed that you stopped at verse ten." Although the parable continues to verse fourteen, <laughs> I suspect time played a factor here. Yeah, and maybe also that the two sections have different but related points. Yeah. So, will there be a sermon on the last four verses later? Besides time constraints, what、mm. other reasons may have led you to not include those verses? Um. Yeah, I hate when I get caught. <laughs> It's like, oh, they're paying attention. Yeah, they're paying attention. They they have their Bibles. <laughs> right, that's、they're、what I was gonna say. You always、it. say, "Have your Bible out," and they did. <laughs> Mia culpa. Yeah, I cut out the last four. You know, I I think time certainly. I think more importantly, focus. Yeah. Well, right, I think what they they even kind yeah, of mentioned it to is different but related points. I think so. Yeah.、Um, so, you know. It, it's hard to shift gears as Jesus shifted gears here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there, there's a big shift between verse ten and verse eleven. There is, there really is. So yeah, you know, I just I I didn't think I had a the time or the I didn't think it quite appropriate to shift gears that quick, but kind of stay focused. You know,、yeah. that, that that's the that that's the temptation of、mm-hmm, every preacher、mm-hmm. is to. Preach several points,、yeah. and I try not to do that. Yeah, and this is an important piece of the parable, so、mm-hmm, I'm glad、mm-hmm. I get to speak to it now. It is. Let me read the last four verses、yeah. of the parable. So from Matthew twenty-two, yeah, starting at verse.、Uh, let me start at verse ten. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. Verse eleven. Now, but when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, "How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend?" The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, "Tie him hand and foot, and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are invited, but few are chosen." Oh, that's just one of those that warms your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because、uh, when we read the gospel at、uh, during our services in corporate worship, you know, the pastor always says, "This is the gospel of the Lord." <laughs> You know, thanks be to God, or you know, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ.、Yeah. And I'm thinking, do we really thank God for this part? Anyway, yeah. So this is a tough teaching of Jesus,、mm-hmm. but one that fits well with the parable and the broader 
teaching that we. But find. we also know you don't shy away from tough points. I don't. <laughs> You're willing yeah, to go there. I don't. Yeah. Um, and so this point, this th- this time, I I excluded it, not because it's a tough teaching of Jesus, mm-hmm. like you said. I don't mind those. Yeah. But it just didn't fit with the rest of the sermon in terms mm-hmm. of how I decided to move us through the text. But yeah. now that we're here. I would say, okay, what's happening? So the king, again, is Yahweh, the mm-hmm. God of uh, Israel, the God of um, Isaac and Jacob yeah. and uh, the patriarchs, and then the God uh, of humanity uh, as creator, as evidence in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Uh, the banquet is the kingdom of God. Now, the question is, um, this is obviously someone who has responded to the invitation. The question is, what are these wedding clothes? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that I've come to understand these wedding clothes as a individual's uh, preparedness. Mm. Um, namely, I think we're talking about faith. Yeah. So why, how does one enter into the kingdom of God, having received the invitation. Right. And I, and I hope I made this point clear. We still need to respond. Yes. Yeah. And our response is a faith response. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by grace. Through faith. Yes. Yeah. Through faith is how we enter into the kingdom. Mm. I think God is, in this analogy, in this metaphor, this parable, um, what Jesus is trying to say is somebody has slipped through the cracks mm. and they, they, aren't, they, aren't, uh, they don't have the wedding clothes on, which yeah. I think would be the clothes of faith. Right. And that's a part of, I think, accepting yeah. the invitation Yeah, is, is responding to it. Responding to the invitation mm-hmm, faithfully mm-hmm. and right. to the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Kelly preached when we were going through Galatians, I believe, yeah. about our new clothes. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is the same thing. This person doesn't have on the new clothes yeah. of faith, yeah. of belief. And so um, now how he got in and you know right. all the rest, <laughs> where is he? Is he, is he at the threshold? <laughs> Is he actually in the kingdom? I don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll let scholars that are much smarter than me battle that out. Yeah. The reality, though, is what Jesus is uh, teaching them and us is really not how did he get in here without wedding clothes, but um, you're, you're not. Uh, you have not done the work of faith mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to come to to the right understanding of. This grace given. So then, verse 13, this sounds terrible. It does. But let's hear it and then I'll talk about what else Jesus said about entering the kingdom. Uh, The king told the attendants, probably angels here, because we we Mm, unfolded those. um, You know, we talked about that, uh, what was it, a week ago or two weeks ago? I think so. I don't know. I forget (laughs) Pastor Steve's sermons. They all run together. (laughs) Um, and he said, uh, um, tie this person hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Mm. So I, I think 
what's happening here is this person is is not really received the invitation. Right. So the invitation uh, is still, I think, inclusive of all mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. but the way people respond to the invitation is not uh, it all inclusive. Right. Otherwise, you fall into universalism. <laughs> yes. And I. This was one of the things I left on the cutting room floor because I thought, you know, gosh, how am I going to get into all of this? So inclusivity in terms of the invitation mm-hmm. does not mean all enter into the kingdom. Why? Right. Because the invitation has to be received. Mm-hmm. And we see in this parable that there are those who don't receive it. Yep. <laughs> uh, namely... God's chosen mm-hmm. the well, people of Israel. It's been a theme kind of throughout, you know, I think yeah. of the wheat and the weeds, a similar. Exactly. And we'll continue to see that theme unfold. Right. And and unfortunately, we blame God for this. Yes. Uh, and even, you know, it, you know this as a preacher. There are things Jesus said, which preachers think to themselves, man, I wish Jesus never yeah. said that. This is one of those. <laughs> Verse is. 14. For men are invited, yes. but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. Really, Jesus? Yeah. Did you have to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think what Jesus is getting at, though, is um, our ability to choose. We have free mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. And so God doesn't choose for us. I, think about that. that. Yeah. That would mean we have zero free will. Right. God does not choose for us mm-hmm. where, how we're going to respond to the invitation. Yeah. He sends it out. Yeah. Uh, he sent it to the people of Israel. Could he have mandated, you will choose me? He could have. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he did not. No. Uh, same is true with the church today and all people. So yeah. it is by grace the invitation is given. And then it is through faith mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one enters into the kingdom of God. So, yeah, you hear a lot of people kind of push back and say, mm-hmm. well, if God's so loving, why would God send people to right. hell? But the flip side of that is if God's so loving, why would God not allow us to make our own choices? Right. And the reality is that people who uh, go to this place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, yeah. they want to go there. Yeah. Now, yeah. They don't realize that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is going to be where God is not. That's right. how I define hell. It's yes, the, the absence. Pure, mm-hmm. uh, utter absence of God. Yeah. And it's going to be terrible. But, you know, I think, the, I think people who don't choose to enter into the kingdom are choosing not to God. Mm-hmm. Just as we choose mm-hmm. God by faith, they choose not God. Yeah. Um, without faith. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to be surprised. Uh, sometimes we think, well, you know, I hope I've done enough or right. I hope I'm not going to be surprised. You even hear Christians say, you know, I'll say, yeah, you know what? Um, we know our eternal destiny. They say, well, yeah. I sure hope so. Right. You hope so. Come, come on, man. You know, it's by grace through faith. Yeah. It's of course not, we know. Not it's, our works. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a good question, and I know it, it leads into uh, an even better question. It, it does. It, it <laughs> kind of takes us ni- nicely into yeah um, into this. So, yep. kind of with this, especially 
Mm. You know, we're going to kind of stay with this chosen stuff, I think, some for a couple <laughs> questions. So why do you think some people think Christians are exclusive? I can't quite get my head around that. That's what yeah. this person writes. Yeah. That's another que- good question. Uh, well, I, I'm glad this question was asked. And I was, I, I think I was remiss. But, you know, again, you look back at a sermon and yeah. you know, how could I have spent even more time on this? So, I, well, I it's think, where we trust God for, yeah. you know, where God, where God took us. And, uh, yeah, totally mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think um, this, I think I tried my best to answer this particular question at the very beginning mm-hmm, of the sermon. Mm-hmm. And I asked this question, is God's kingdom exclusive or inclusive? Mm -hmm. So I would say, number one, and this is how I would answer this and will answer this question. um, Why does a person think that God's kingdom is exclusive? And I said this, the answer to that question depends solely on how one understands entry into God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I would say, if a person enters the kingdom of God by good works, that yeah. is, I earn it, I deserve it, um, I've made my own way. And by the way, that is the predominant theology of humanity and has been forever. Yes. And especially in the West and especially in America. Mm-hmm. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Where I know it's it. the rugged individuality. Yes. A self-made uh, man, you know, is the ultimate. Right. I even, you know, we yeah. we hear this from our uh, fathers and mentors, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to do it for yourself because nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's what I'm going to do when it comes to God and the kingdom. Mm. So if it's by good works, one enters into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's our predominant understanding and theology of at the entry into the, that kingdom, yep. I would say then that Jesus is necessarily and needlessly exclusive because if it's by good works, we don't need Jesus. Right, everybody can do so that. everybody gets in. As long as you work hard, mm-hmm. as long as you're good enough, as long as you didn't murder someone or how, yeah. whatever your criteria, yeah. it really depends the on the threshold. culture. Yes. And, you know, and usually because we set the threshold, uh-huh. it's really low. It is. <laughs> then a good person is a good person is a good person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all religions, except for Christianity, teach this way to enter into the into the kingdom or into yeah, a, that you can get yourself right there. relationship with God that, that yep. it is by good works. So if that's the case, then Christianity has nothing right on Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, Islam, uh, Scientology, even Judaism. Yeah. Because all those believe that we come to a right relationship with God by good works. So I think in answer to this question, it's because of our, maybe it's the human condition. Mm. Uh, maybe it's, I, I don't know if it's built into us uh, in our DNA. I don't know if we learn this. It's probably a combination of both. Or yeah. Just the way we want it to be. Um, but it's because we don't understand 
entry into God's kingdom Mm -hmm. is by Mm -hmm. grace through faith, not good works. So if someone's coming at this from good works, there it's gonna Jesus will needlessly be exclusive yeah. because there's no need for him. Right. Every every other way works, and that's universalism, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. not what all I'm roads ad- lead to yeah, heaven. I, that's not all, that's not what I'm advocating. Right. However, if a person enters the kingdom of God by grace alone. So by grace through faith, grace alone, mm-hmm, faith alone, mm-hmm. these are the tenets of the teachings of Martin Luther in particular, yeah. then Jesus is necessarily inclusive because the invitation of Jesus goes to all people. Yes, nobody's left out. Nobody's left out. Mm-hmm. We, we leave ourselves out yeah. by our choice. Mm-hmm. This parable is clear. Yeah. The people who are not in the kingdom have not received the invitation. Mm-hmm. But the invitation has gone out. And not just once, but many times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think <laughs> once times. we have entered into the kingdom, it's easier for us to look back and see all of the times God was trying yeah. to invite us in. Yes. Um, and how God has been there all along, even Agreed. when we weren't aware of it. Agreed. So, and I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would simply say it's because we misunderstand entry into God's kingdom mm-hmm. or a right relationship with Him mm-hmm. as good works. And yeah. if it's good works, then we are exclusive mm-hmm. because then we're saying it's good works through Jesus and not Buddha, yeah, and not Muhammad, and not you know yourself or right. It's deeper enlightenment or whatever mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. however it goes, or yeah. you know Tom Cruise. Crazy Scientology. <laughs> I hope that's not going to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. Well, and I think the, the other side of this is as the church, as the body of Christ, I think yeah. there have been times we have also drawn lines or drawn oh, yeah. circles to leave people out. I agree. And, and yep. I think in, in many cases, rightly so, the world has categorized the church as exclusive yeah. and because we've been exclusive yes um jesus invitation is yes uh inclusive yeah the church's invitation over the years mm-hmm. has not been right you're invited if you look the right yes way. or dress if this you dress way, the right or way do these if, things if you don't yeah. have you know tattoos and piercings yeah uh, the invitation extends to you yeah or if you have a certain political ideology, the mm-hmm. invitation, you know. I've had people say about both parties, well, if you're a blank party, you can't be a Christian. Right. What? Yeah. So much... Come on, man. <laughs> Don't make me use my high voice on this. <laughs> so anyway, we're getting bogged down. Yeah. Great question. But I, I think the answer is we misunderstand entry into the kingdom mm-hmm. um, to be good works. Yeah. And if that's the case, then... But, it, it, you know, the right understanding is then that we are saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. invitation is inclusive. Yeah. The banquet, the kingdom, has to be received. Mm-hmm. So one could argue there is some ex- exclusivity right. there. But I would argue that people exclude themselves. Yes. God does not mm-hmm. Exclude, mm-hmm. exclude them. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, think, I agree. Right. Which leads I, us into our next it question. It does. Look at that. You <laughs> yeah. parlayed that nicely. So, yes, it's coffee. 
This person says, I am really appreciating this sermon series on the kingdom parables. My questions this week are, one, how does the tenet slash doctrine slash dogma of election Mm -hmm. held by some churches fit in? Seems to be a lot of biblical support. Mm -hmm. And then number two, why has the country of Israel not built a new temple and restored sacrifices? Oh, good question. Yeah. So... Connected to the sermon, not necessarily related to one another, but yeah. So which I'll, one do you want to tackle first? Um, C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's tough to work with. Maybe me. we need to take that coffee away. <laughs> yeah, probably that would that would have been a good idea earlier. It is late in the afternoon, or yeah. <laughs> early in the afternoon, and I'm coffeeed up. All right, I'll handle the first one first. Okay. And the question is uh, the doctrine of election. of election. Yeah, which I could see that, especially mm-hmm. in here, where at the yeah. end, when Jesus talks about right. few will be chosen. chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's verses like these that the doctrine is um, developed. So I'll first talk, I'll, I'll first explain. Yeah, I was saying, could you, for some who might be election. unsure, what is yeah. election? So uh, the doctrine of election says that God elects chooses mm-hmm. uh, some for salvation and by implication mm-hmm. uh, doesn't elect others. Yeah. And the word elect is used throughout the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. The, And we see this a lot in yeah. Calvin. It's oh, kind of oh, one yeah, of the yeah, big, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, Calvin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in um, John Calvin's theology, yes. and this is where Martin Luther really... He, he pushed back hard on this one. Yeah. So, so the question is, I think, when it comes to Scripture, um, when is one elect? Mm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Calvinist would say um, the, the elect is the group of people who, who God has predestined, preordained, prepared yep. to enter into the kingdom um, before they are in the kingdom. I would say that the elect, as spoken about in Scripture, are those who are in the kingdom. They, they have made entry, and now that they are the elect. Yeah, the, not because God has said, these no, are the no, ones no. I'm choosing to be in. Nope. Yeah. Like in this text, you know, um, I wonder what a Calvinist would do with this. Mm-hmm. How, how did this person enter into the kingdom that shouldn't be in the kingdom? Uh, that, would, that would be a good question. What, they certainly, were they elect? Were they right. elected into the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Now they're, you know, de-elected yeah. or selected. So I'd say when, the, when scriptures talk about the, the elect, I think the scriptures are talking about believers. Those who have, by grace, through faith, come into the kingdom, into mm-hmm. a right relationship mm-hmm. with God. Um, and I think there's good scriptural evidence for this. These are those who are made alive in Christ Jesus. They are new creations. Yeah. Um, to think that God elects and has this group that of believers, again, that are pre-chosen and others are not pre-chosen, really flies in the face of this parable in yeah. particular. Hmm. Because the invitation would go to all. And I think the, I think 
the scriptures are very clear on this. Uh, you know, maybe most notably uh, the one we see in NFL end zones, John three sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy dude with face paint and you know, yeah. all the, you know, I'll kill you weapons on them, holding John three sixteen. You know, spikes uh, here everywhere. You know. Raider Nation, this is what I'm thinking. Yes, yes. Uh, for God so loved the world, implied the whole world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal ever, or everlasting life. This invitation is to all. Yeah. And Jesus, did, there was not a limited atonement. Jesus atoned for every and all uh, sins and sinners. Uh, so, yeah, I think, Maybe that's why I'm a Lutheran pastor. I don't think scriptures teach this uh, doctrine of election. Yeah, it's why you're not Presbyterian. Yeah, or <laughs> other flavors. Yes, yes. <laughs> and again, does scripture support their view? I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, scripture supports both views. Yeah. I think scripture supports um, the Lutheran view better. I that's why agree. I'm a Lutheran pastor. Yeah. They think. Scripture supports their views mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But I, I think at the end of the day, um, we have to say if God is a God of love and grace, yes. why would he withhold that from any any person? Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good case. Well, we yep. talk often about interpreting scripture through the lens of Jesus. Yeah. And... You don't see the elect in Jesus. We don't. We don't see that. You, you see that it's a hard road. You yes. Know, uh, Jesus said, you know. Um, the way is narrow. The way, yeah, the mm-hmm. road is narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the path is tight, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's hard for wealthy people to enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. someone going through the, like a camel, camel. going through the yep. eye of the ne- a needle, mm-hmm. which is totally misunderstood and misinterpreted, but we can't go down that road. <laughs> because we just don't understand the temple in the first century. But there's some good background there that might help us with that. So, yes, responding is hard Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. difficult. But it's not because God has done this. Right. I mean, can you imagine? I don't know. I just can't imagine. It's like parenting. You know, there are sometimes we have to let our kids... um, Make bad choices. Yeah, make their own decisions. Like, as much as a mom, at times it's it's tempting to just go and make the right decisions for them. I know that will actually cripple their development. And it's not what's healthy for anyone. Well, and you've said to me, Steve, sometimes you've got to allow people to be wrong. And I think that's what God does. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. I I think again. Yeah. Who who are who are the elect? Um, When are they? When do they become the elect? Yes. You know that's again. I think you got a good case there. Not one we're going to solve here, Mm -hmm. but I think it's hard to read Jesus and find this. uh, Now you could, I think, you know. you can find in Paul some scriptures yeah. that are, are very compelling. Mm-hmm. Again, set up to you know next to the Gospels, I don't see it. Yep, I would agree. So, well, how about the second part? Yeah, um, the easy they part. Ask, the, the you know, Israel. Yeah, bit. why is the country yeah. of Israel not built a new temple and mm-hmm. restored sacrifices? Yeah, well, a I think you would have to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> 
This, this is my understanding. Um, you know, a- after AD 70, they didn't have the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and even today, this is the crazy part, yeah. they don't have the land. Right. The Temple Mount, on the Temple Mount is the Dome of the Rock. Mm-hmm. And that's a Muslim uh, place, uh, holy temple, place yeah. of worship. Yeah. And they're, they're still fighting <laughs> over that. Yes. So I, 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 A, so I, I think politically, I think, you know, um, with, with all the unrest in the mm-hmm. Middle East, mm-hmm. there just hasn't been a way for it. Yeah. Um, two, we have to keep in mind that God will restore the people of Israel. They won't restore themselves. Mm. And this is this really has to it's do It's a big distinction. Yeah, the, it, there's a big difference. It does. There. And and it and and uh and uh we have to remember it's in God's timing mm. and, and and by God's ways. See, God built the first two temples. Right. Um we you know, we say, well Solomon built the temple and then Nehemiah built the city and the No Really, God built it, yeah. and He gave specific instructions to specific people at a specific time. That will happen again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's one of the problems we fall into. I think those of us who are Christians, who are also Zionists, mm. what I mean by Zionists are those who, mm, I think, somewhat dogmatically uh, believe that Israel. That you know, look at the Book of Revelation as kind of a roadmap to the right. future. And believe that then it is within the church's, I think, realm, reign, power, and authority to restore Israel because God has promised this. Nope, we do not restore Israel. Yeah. So mm. uh, we can't do that. We like to try to help God out sometimes. We like to help God out. but it, <laughs> Move God's things along. Gonna, I, I absolutely, look, God's covenant with the people of Israel is mm-hmm. left unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And this is on God, not the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. God said to Abraham, you will have a country, you will have a people, you will have a temple, and that's not f- yet fulfilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that covenant is still longing, and the people of Israel are longing for that covenant to be yeah. fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to see how that unfolds. Mm-hmm. That's good. But, That's you know, we, when we start mixing, you know, politics and, and, um, and our faith and, um, and the faith of Israel and, you know, become kind mm-hmm, of dogmatic mm-hmm. Zionists, like now it's our responsibility, <laughs> church, yeah. to make sure we partner with. We're always on the side of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever we can do to get the, you know, the temple... Yeah, area back we better into the step hands up of and... Jews. We've got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, even if that means killing innocents and yeah, wait, war people and trying to take control. What? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, which I probably have done anyway. <laughs> well, it's okay. We're pretty. We're about out of time, at least as much as we like to try to stick to not making yeah, these we, things we too we long. Over, but so. I'm, I'm verbose. So, yeah, you know, again, I think the the reality is. When it comes to the parable of the banquet, we're talking about entry in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the point is that the invitation has gone out. Yeah. And uh, it's not good works that mm. gets us in. So good, I said good works don't work. 
Yeah. Never have they, never will they. Mm. Um, a, a humble surrender by faith to the grace of God is how one enters the kingdom and then helps shape our, our broadly talking theology. Yeah. Thoughts on God. Yeah. Mm. And that leads down a whole lot of roads. Uh, very many. And we'll continue mm-hmm. to explore them even in the coming weeks. I hope so. Yeah. Yep. So well, good. looking well, forward to Kelly's sermon on Sunday. That'll be great. It's going to be fantastic. It Maybe be. the best she's ever preached. <laughs> so you guys can be looking forward to that. Well, on that lovely note, why don't we <laughs> uh, close in I'll, prayer? <laughs> I'll set her up for yes. great success. Yeah. Prayer sounds good. Yes. And another cup of coffee. Oh, no. <laughs> Lord Christ, we are thankful for your words, for your teachings. Mm even as there are concepts and ideas that we struggle with. God, we know that your ways are perfect and that our imperfect minds cannot fathom all that you have to offer. Help us to hear your invitation, to partner with you in proclaiming your invitation. And we ask that you continue to refine us, to make us look more and more like you. We're thankful for this time, for the opportunity to reflect together on your truth and your words. Be with us as we go. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Amanda. It's been a joy to be with you. Good to be here. See you next week. Bye-bye.